Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to SaskAg Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan, wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. Here's what we got on today's program. LDC is working on a pea plant in Yorkton. We have reaction from Yorkton Mayor Mitch Hipsley about the announcement today. Elsewhere, a stats can report on grain stocks for December is expected to be released tomorrow. We'll also have a look at the latest Canadian wheat exports. Staying on the topic of looking ahead, Kevin Hirsch with saskagtoday.com has a report on which crop has the better return on investment. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. After the break, we'll kick things off with the LDC announcement today and the subsequent reaction from Yorkton Mayor Mitch Hipsley. This is Sask Ag Today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director Ryan Young. Saskag today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection, and Farm Fresh Water. To fix your water problems, visit farmfreshwater.ca. Louis Dreyfus Company has announced the construction of a pea protein isolate production plant dedicated to its plant proteins business at the site of its existing industrial complex in Yorkton. Yorkton Mayor Mitch Hipsley is thrilled with the news. Well, unbelievable. We're ecstatic, needless to say. I mean, they've chosen Yorkton for a reason, and we're the only uh, city in the province, possibly Canada itself, but regardless, we're just ecstatic. I mean, this uh, is going to be an approximately a $500 million investment, and it's going to come up fast. They're hoping to finish this by the end of 2025, but in the meantime, we'll have all kinds of construction crews here and and specialty people and construction workers. So with that, it's just going to bring lots of investment into the city before and also after because we are told that this will provide a minimum of 60 really well-paid full-time employment to this new operation. He says the fact that LDC already has a canola crushing plant in Yorkton has really paid off with this new announcement. It sure has. And you know, it's the relationship building. Of course, we've got everything they need here, too. We've got land, we've got water, we've got two rail lines, and we have five highways coming into the city. Needless to say, we have all of the people that are going to provide them with the peas that they're going to need, as they have with canola. So it's, as I understand it, Doug, you know more about this than me, but it's a good complement for proper soil management, too. So it's, it's a real happy, uh, if you can call it a marriage, uh, between different crops. Hipsley expects construction on the new pea production plant to begin this spring. 
Not officially, but it's going to happen. Happen pretty quick because it's a big operation. So if their target date is for the end of 2025, and it is now February 2024, that would just tell me that it's going to happen real quick. But no. To answer your question, not officially yet. I am on call with uh, one of their development officers in uh, uh, California right now, so I guess I'll learn more as we go. He notes LDC only turned sod last June to double the size of their canola crushing plant in Yorkton, demonstrating major confidence in the Yorkton area. They really are. I mean, now right now we are told that uh, in we have in the neighborhood of investment of one point five billion dollars being spent in our city. I mean, one point five billion dollars. The spinoffs are incredible. So we have to prepare. I mean, we have to start building houses and doing all kinds of stuff to prepare for this kind of a, a, a boom, if you will. That's Yorkton Mayor Mitch Hipsley. LDC says the new facility will enable them to deliver highly functional taste-neutral, nutritious ingredients, while suited for dairy alternatives, high-protein nutrition solutions, and other plant-based applications. It will also expand and accelerate their existing pea protein isolate and non-GMO soy isolate offering. Saskatchewan's pulse production accounts for 90% of Canadian lentil exports and roughly 80% of Canada's pea exports. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. Coming up next, we'll have a little bit on an expected report from Stats Canada relating to Canadian grain stocks. We'll hear that and so much more right after this. We're back with Sask Ag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the program. We'll have a better idea of what Canadian grain stocks looked like for the month of December. Marlena Borsch with Mercantile Consulting Venture notes Stats Canada will be releasing a report on it tomorrow. The average trade guess is to see 20.7 million tons of wheat compared to 23 million tons last year. The range of estimates is from 3.5 million tons tighter to 1.1 million tons tighter than in December 22. Early 2024 acreage forecasts for the U.S. and Canada suggest there will be little change to U.S. or Canadian spring wheat acres, despite lower prices and narrower margins. Meanwhile, Canadian producers delivered a large amount of wheat to the grain handling system in week 26. Regarding handling stats last week, Canadian producers delivered a big 663,000 tons of wheat into the handling system. However, Canadian exporters loaded a relatively modest 341,000 tons of wheat in week 26. Year-to-date wheat exports reached 10.5 million tons, which is 6% ahead of last year's exports. We hope the export pace stays up, as this will also lower carry-in stocks next crop year. For Durham wheat, Turkey sold 150,000 metric tons of Durham to Tunisia and Italy last Friday. Borsch says it lowers this year's export potential for Canadian Durham into those markets. We talked about the role of Turkey and in this year's Durham markets at the Think Wheat meetings. We have experienced a declining market share of Canadian Durham to Italy this year, while Turkey has taken up most, almost a third of the Italian Durham market. 
In fact, about 1.5 million tons of the European and North African demand has been filled by Turkish exports or re-exports. And this demand will not be, re be recovered this year. The relatively small 2023 crop should keep Canadian ending stocks within about 650,000 tons this year, but this is still about 200,000 tons higher than last year's. We also worried whether the Turkish marketing organization will again issue licenses for Durham exports next year and what this competition will do to next year's Canadian market share into the EU and North Africa. And to it, Durham exports for week 26 at 40,000 tons were relatively small for year-to-date total of 1.6 million tons compared to 2.7 million tons last year. Mercantile prefers farmers sell all their old crop and watch for opportunities to sell the remaining crop. This is an excerpt of the wheat market outlook, which can be found on the Sask Wheat website. Coming up next on Sask Ag Today is Ag Review with Doug Faulkner. He'll have the latest ag headlines. Keep it tuned here to 620 CKRM. We'll be back right after this. You're tuned in to Sask Ag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers, and My Grain Exchange, ready to market your 2023 crop. Head over to MyGrainExchange.com and try their low-risk grain auctions. According to a new report, government, industry and educational institutes must act now to address the labor challenges confronting the emerging plant-based protein industry in Saskatchewan and Manitoba. Protein Industries Canada believes the plant-based protein sector could be contributing $25 billion annually to Canada's gross domestic product by 2035. Major investments have already been made in the two prairie provinces. Roquette opened the world's largest pea processing plant in Portage-la-Prairie, Manitoba, in 2021. Cargill and Viterra have announced plans to build canola crushing facilities in Regina that will be operational this year. Federated Cooperatives Limited and AGT Food and Ingredients are building a $2 billion canola crushing and biodiesel plant in the same city that will be completed by 2027 and Burkhan Nurtra Science Corporation's pilot protein ingredient plant in Winnipeg received funding in 2023. As farmers prepare for spring seeding, the Canadian Malting Barley Technical Centre reminds them to keep barley in mind. There are some advantages to growing barley. It's an early maturing crop. It can be a week earlier than other crops. In terms of timing at harvest, you can spread that out if you get your barley off early and follow with your wheat and canola. It notes input costs for barley are relatively low as farmers need to limit the amount of nitrogen they apply in order to keep protein levels below 13%. You can sell malting barley into the feed sector, but you can't sell feed barley into the malting sector, noting there's often a premium associated with barley selected for malting. The center's website shows that premium can be $1 Canadian per bushel. Lentil prices held firm over the last week across Western Canada, according to Prairie Ag Hotwire. That lack of price movement is quite normal, according to Marcos Mossname, field crop trading manager for export packers. Layards were among those lentils that remained steady over the last week. 
Prairie Ag Hotwire listed them at 60 to 75 cents per pound delivered, depending on the size as of February 5th. Also holding firm were Estens at 51.5 to 66 cents per pound, as well as Richley's at 50 to 73, and Crimson's at 25 to 37.5. The sole outlier was Estin Lentils, having nudged up a penny per pound at 51.5 to 66 cents per pound delivered. Moss name stresses that lentil prices will eventually fluctuate, but that this time the amount of lentils moving in the marketplace has not been that large. The European Commission has recommended that the EU slash new greenhouse gas emissions by 90% by 2040, an ambitious target that will test political appetite for the region's fight against climate change ahead of EU elections. Europe's climate agenda is entering a difficult phase as it begins to touch sensitive sectors such as farming and as traditional industries face fierce green tech competition from China. While the overall target was within the range recommended by the EU's official climate science advisors, the EU executive weakened part of the recommendation concerning agriculture in response to weeks of protests by farmers angry about EU green rules, among other complaints. A previous draft of the EU target had said agriculture would need to cut non-CO2 emissions 30% by 2040 from 2015 levels to comply with the overall climate goal. Farmers could win bragging rights and cash for community organizations in a new yield competition from Nutrien Ag Solutions. Nutrien launched the Hometown Yield Challenge last Friday, and they're inviting farmers across Western Canada to enroll in the challenge. The submission deadline is Friday, March 1st. The challenge will run until November of 2024, when harvest totals will be tallied and the two top-yielding growers will be awarded $20,000 to go to a local organization of their choice. The three second-place winners will each be awarded $5,000 to go to a local organization of their choice. Growers participating in the challenge will have to seed at least 80 acres and will be required to use a number of proprietary nutrient products, the details of which can be found on Nutrien's Hometown Yield Challenge webpage. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM Farm Precision Weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit MooseJawTruckShop.com. I'm here with Phil Spivak from Precision Weather, and Phil, it kind of looks like we have a pretty good chance at some snow for this afternoon and into tonight and tomorrow. Yeah, and we are right on the fringes of it right now. Um, a lot of what's falling on these fringes is very light snow, some freezing drizzle in there as well. Uh, but there is a lot of moisture off to our south. We've got uh, some fairly heavy snowfall coming down. Is that, is that uh, oh yeah, I was zoomed in the wrong place. It's actually a little closer than I thought. But basically, from Regina south to the border, it's snowing. A lot of it is light, but there are some pockets of heavier snow in there as well, and we'll be in and out of these through the afternoon. Now, this is going to continue to feed through during the uh, rest of the day through tonight through tomorrow. Because of the variability, I'm saying three to six possible today, three to six possible tonight, and two to four tomorrow. 
that does not mean I'm expecting eight to 16. It's just at some periods, there will be a heavier snow pocket here, a heavier snow pocket there. For some of us, it comes during the day. Some of us comes at night. We're not going to get uh, persistent uh, heavy snow through that stretch. But each window has a chance. So when I say those numbers, don't necessarily add them up mentally. Uh, through the uh, evening, though, and nighttime, that's our best chance for that heavier snowfall. Temperatures are not moving a whole lot through the day. We're at zero. And especially as the snow is lighter, the wind is up, and it's really going to be blowing around quite a bit. That's more likely more of a concern for many of us through the afternoon, especially from Regina North. But through the night, snow is likely falling for most of us with accumulation minus four the low tonight, and the temperature again steady tomorrow. After being steady near zero today, we are steady near minus four tomorrow and still a breeze. That means wind chill under minus 10 through the afternoon. But the snow winds down as the day goes on. Maybe a few passing flurries Thursday and Friday, nothing significant there, minus three. Weekend looking not bad, partly sunny sky for Saturday minus five, Sunday partly sunny, maybe a uh, late day flurry, the high again minus five. Thank you very much, Phil. Normal highs for this time of year, minus eight. Normal lows, minus 20. Sun rose in Regina at around 824 this morning. Sun will set at 602 later today. Taking a look around the province in Assiniboia, Estevan, and Mooseman, minus one. Saskatoon is at minus four. Swift Current, Yorkton, and Melville, minus two. And Weyburn is at zero. The warm spot in the province is right here in Regina at around 0.1 degrees and the cold spot in Collins Bay at minus 18. In in Regina, we are getting that snow that Phil was talking about earlier. East wind at 29 to 38 kilometers an hour, humidity at 91%, temperature at zero or 32 Fahrenheit, barometric pressure at 100.8 and falling. In Moose Jaw, Likely a cloudy sky, east wind at 18, and the temperature minus 1. Again in Regina, light snow, east wind at 29 to 38 kilometers an hour, the temperature at 0 degrees. Back in a moment. Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Sask Ag Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience, McDougallAuction.com. And Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. Lentils have the potential to be a top money earner for the upcoming growing season, while flax, soybeans, and faba beans are at the bottom of the list. The ranking comes from a recent profitability analysis conducted by Rakeland Commodities based in Saskatoon. Kevin Hirsch from saskagtoday.com has this report. The Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture prepares a crop planning guide that's released in early January. However, it's based on price projections from December and quite a bit has changed since then. Raygland Commodities does a similar analysis and they recently updated their crop prices. For instance, rather than the $16 a bushel canola price assumed by Saskatchewan Agriculture, Raygland is using a new crop canola price assumption of $13 a bushel. Raglan assumes typical yields and subtracts both variable and overhead costs to determine profit per acre for each crop. The crops are ranked according to their return on investment. 
Small green lentils come out at the top of the heap, with large green lentils a close second. Somewhat surprisingly, red lentils also rank highly and hold the number three spot. The new crop assumed price for red lentils is 33 cents a pound, much less than the 56 cents a pound assumed for large green lentils. However, red lentils yield a bit better and have somewhat lower expenses. Number four in profitability goes to oriental mustard. Yellow mustard is in the number six spot. Brown mustard lags way behind at number 11 due to a much lower price assumption. The market for brown is struggling. Number 5 for return on investment is large Kabuli chickpeas. 7th place goes to oats. 8th is durum wheat with an $11 a bushel price assumption. Ninth place goes to green peas. 10th is canary seed. And as mentioned, brown mustard is 11th. Malting barley is 12th, while canola is 13th on the list. In past years, canola has often been one of the most profitable crops, but with a price assumption of $13 a bushel, it barely generates a positive return in the Raglan analysis. Yellow peas in 14th place, with an assumed price of $10 a bushel, pencil out at a small loss. 15th place is CPS or feed wheat. 16th is feed barley. 17th is spring wheat, with an assumed price of $7.50 a bushel. 18th place goes to flax. 19th is soybeans. And the biggest loss at number 20 is faba beans. For Saskag Today, I'm Kevin Hirsch. Coming up on Sask Ag Today, Sask Canola continues its regional meetings in the northwestern part of Saskatchewan. We'll go into that as well as uh, one of the speakers at one of the meetings and what he's going to be talking about. You're listening to Sask Ag Today. The show will return right after this. You're tuned in to Sask Ag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies. Small town lumber yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Sask Canola started its regional meetings in northwest Saskatchewan this week. While most of the discussions will be about canola and farm finances, one section will cover barley. That will be done by Mitchell Jap, Sask Barley's agronomy and extension specialist. He will be taking a deep dive into the various malting and feed varieties. We've just started to see a real uh, meaningful transition to some of the new varieties that have been developed over the last number of years. For the first time, AAC Synergy was the top variety, taking out CDC Copeland, which is pushing about 25 years old. That's a long time for variety to stay at top. Synergy is much newer, higher yielding. We're also starting to see varieties like CDC Fraser, AAC Connect, CDC Churchill on the malt side. And I think there's going to be a transition on the feed side coming too, where we get some higher potential for yield matched with a um, little higher lodging resistance, lower protein, and better disease resistance. The first Sask Canola meeting was yesterday in Spiritwood, with another today in St. Walberg, and another one tomorrow in Unity. 
Coming up on Sask Ag today after the break, we'll have the market update to see how grain prices at Viterra are doing. Let's just say for the most part in early trading, they were down by quite a bit for a couple of commodities. After that, we'll have the livestock report from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange and how their latest sale went. And of course, the resource report to wrap things up. Keep it tuned here to Saskag Today. We'll be back right after these messages. Here's the market update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were down in early trading today. Durham is down $18.37 to 4.15.64 a metric ton. Canola is down $16.20 at 5.43.42. And number 1 red spring wheat is down $1.19 at 3.15.43. The rest were unchanged. Feed barley 2.27.58, chickpeas 11.68.44. Flax 60604, lentils 75650, oats 29032, yellow peas 41961, and feed wheat 23846. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for March is down just a quarter of a cent to $6.93 a bushel. Up next is the livestock report. The Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now here are the latest Livestock Quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of February 6th. Our last regular sale was on January 31st. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.25 to $1.45. D3 cows sold from $1.10 to $1.25. Counter cows sold from $0.85 cents to $1. Hefret sold from $2 to $2.40. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.45 to $1.70. We had a pre-sorted calf sale here on January 29th. 300-400 pound steers averaged $4 and sold up to $4.44. 400 to 450 pound steers averaged four dollars and seventeen cents and sold up to four dollars and forty four cents. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged four dollars and nineteen cents and sold up to four dollars and forty four cents. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged four dollars and four cents and sold up to four dollars and thirty three cents. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged three dollars and eighty nine cents and sold up to four dollars and eight cents. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged three dollars and sixty five cents and sold up to three dollars and ninety eight cents. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged three dollars and fifty cents and sold up to three dollars and sixty seven cents. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged three dollars and twenty eight cents and sold up to three dollars and forty seven cents. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged three dollars and eleven cents and sold up to three dollars and twenty three cents. And steers over nine hundred pounds averaged two dollars and sixty six cents and sold up to three dollars and two cents. Heifers were about forty to fifty cents back from the steers. This is been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And now here are the latest pork prices. This is Bill Alford with the Hams Market Commentary for Wednesday, February 7th. Hams sold 7,700 hogs Tuesday, selling a range of $182 to $199 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,600 head, selling a range of $183 to $197 per CKG. Hams number one sows this week are up, selling in the range of 30 to 37 cents per pound live weight. 
Amps cash oil price today is mixed and four contract prices open higher this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar is up 11 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3506. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 74.31 cents US. Canadian forward contracts for all programs in Western Canada are now back to the level seen two days ago after the nearby contracts have overcome yesterday's downward move. All lean hog futures were higher at the Chicago Open this morning, but the October and December futures are moderately lower through mid-trade. Technical resistance at last week's highs is still very much in place, but the futures have a way to go before reaching those levels, as the autumn winter contracts are not in agreement with the other months, at least for now. The net result has been an approximate 70 cents to $2 Canadian per CKG improvement over yesterday's values, bringing most forward contract time periods above year ago levels, depending on the contract. Producers with more risk tolerance may elect to see if the market can recapture the higher values seen last week, but the Canadian dollar is also making a move upward. Today, the Canadian dollar is four-tenths of a cent higher, which converts into approximately $1.20 Canadian per CKG in lost value compared to yesterday. Coming up next is the Resource Report. It's the Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Canada posted a merchandise trade deficit of $312 million in December. Statistics Canada reports this is the first monthly trade deficit since July. Exports fell 1.9% in December to $64.1 billion as shipments of motor vehicles and parts, energy products and crude oil exports fell, while imports rose 0.2 to $64.4 billion. Thousands of farmers in Spain have staged a second day of tractor protests across the country. The demonstrations have mirrored protests across Europe. Spanish farmers blocked highways and caused traffic jams to demand changes in European Union farming policies. They are also calling for more funds and measures to combat production cost hikes and severe drought. The protests today led to several main highways being blocked. Access to the eastern port of Castellon and the southeastern Jerez airport were temporarily closed, blocked. Rather, A state news agency said that around 1,000 tractors were heading towards Barcelona city centre. The protest is causing major traffic jams on roads into the northeastern port capital of Spain's Catalonia region. On the markets, the TSX is down 16 points to 20,941. The Dow is up 162 points to 38,683. Oil is up $0.24 cents at $73.55 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at $74.20 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand Sask Ag Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's going to do it for this snowy edition of Sask Ag Today on this Wednesday. I'm Ryan Young. Have yourself a nice day and take care out there. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.